to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Paxton Wiley. What's up? What's up? Welcome back, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. So good to be here with you, man. I, I'm wanting to, to do all these sound effects. I have a new board. I didn't want to pull it out just for tonight. And you can, like, have all these, you know. For you, it has all the beep buttons. So if you're saying stuff you shouldn't, you know, I well, can beep you out. I might need that. You know, Let's go get that. The only thing is that it's not automated, so I'll have to be really quick. It's probably, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the word after. Well, you, you know, know me pretty good. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it has these other things, and you can sound like God and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It'd be kind of fun. I'll let you take that role. Well, I don't know about that. I don't want that role. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> well, man, thanks for coming back on. Today, we're going to be talking um, about something that's kind of important, you know. It is. Um, we're going to be talking about, do you have a church? Church. Church shopping. You find them trying to find a church. And here's here's the the thing in, in you know, a minute before we got online a minute ago to actually do this. Uh, I mean, the Lord just dropped the perfect scripture in our lap, and we're going to get to that here in a minute. But <laughs> this is so important, man. There's so many people that even profess to be Christian and, and so forth, but they're not in church. That's right. And I think it's never been more important, I mean, like ever in the history of this country, especially to be in church. I feel like the pandemic alone uh, really was a tool that the enemy used oh, there's no to question. keep people from uh, getting together or church, obviously. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of churches actually shut down for a long time during that time. Well, you know, that's kind of interesting. You could, and not only that, some of them, man, it, it was just absolute insanity. I mean, it was never the church's responsibility to police the body. Sure. And uh, I know a lot of people that, be, that that weren't necessarily in our church. So in our church, if you knew anything about it, I mean, we, we nobody, the whole world, nobody was, had a clue, I mean, for a little bit. But after we realized this thing, you know, we're just going to have to suck it up and live with this, whatever it is for a while. We're not going to be closing the church. In fact, people need to be in church more than ever. Uh, Pastor Jeff did a great job in leadership in that and said, hey, and, and the elders, uh, we all came together and we prayed and said, no, let's open the church up. Mm, he did do a great job. And uh, and because of that, I think it was one reason, you know, grow, we, we have been growing so fast, but it's not not, not the only reason. We're going to get into some of that uh, as part of the podcast. But, you know, one of the things, so we're talking a minute ago, uh, and the Lord just reminded you of uh, some scripture. Sure. And I, I think that we need to talk about it. So it's in Hebrews uh, 10, 24, and 25. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it. This is something that actually packs in. But what's interesting, I want you to listen to it. This is the New King James uh, translation. It says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's the important part. As in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching notice that day is a capital d mm, that means day. we're talking about the day the you know the right here you know uh, rapture pre-tribulation um the latter days and mm. and, and that's where we are but here's mm. here's what so you read it in the pa passion translation yeah. i'm gonna let you take yeah. this one yeah i love it in this i've actually 
today was my first time to ever read it in this, but it says it just like I was thinking about it. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. And I'd like to pause right there and say, during the pandemic. Yeah. Like, that's a byproduct of, that's the fruit of some of what happened during that time. Um, in fact, we should come together even more frequently. Yeah. That was, oh, if you said that a couple of years ago, they'd take you outside and stone you, you know what I'm saying? Well, some places they still will. Eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning. You know, that's, it's so important. I mean, that kind of hit the nail on the head. We, I know a number of people, I can, I know for a fact that you do too, that have been going to church, but the pandemic happened. They said, oh, hey, it's kind of nice Sunday morning. Well, I can just watch church in my pajamas. It's all online now, you know, and, um, you know, but there's something that is incredibly important. For example, okay, we do talk about edifying one another and so forth, but Paul, um, and Jesus too, but in his teaching, Paul would say to some people, for some, okay, the, the gifts of the Spirit and things of that nature, but he says, I cannot wait to come and to be with you so that I can impart these things. Mm-hmm. Some things only can happen when we come together That's right. as the body. Yeah, I believe that there's a corporate anointing um that only can happen when we get together uh, i know that the bible says we're two more together he is in our midst so actually the presence of the lord is right here with me and you right now it absolutely talking, is yeah. and i know that but there is something about a corporate anointing a body of believers joining together magnifying the name of jesus opening the word together breaking bread together it's it's it can't be replaced by online i'm a hundred percent for online church well i am too uh, i i go back no throughout the week and listen it. to different things and yes. like when you're not able to come there's times when yeah yeah i get it you, but you, if online church was all i had oh yeah i would not be as good of a person okay so before we go any further i want to stop so you know as, as i've mentioned and if you know paxton he is our worship leader um he's also one of my best friends Amen. good dude we love hanging out if you don't recognize me um and you've watched it online i am the you know really good looking cello player <laughs> Actually, I think I'm probably the ugliest cello player to ever, you know, go through Texas. I don't know. You know, the thing I love about it is, is that you back there playing cello, and if somebody, one of us, got enough out of line, you just get up and whip them too. So it's, like, <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, that's what happens when your dad puts you in wrestling when you're six, <laughs> and your mom puts you in piano, and then neither one of them let you quit. Yep, this so is what you get. You have a fighting. I'm the Viking cello player. That's right. Yeah. I need some. Oh, hey, man, I've wanted to grow that and then have those beads in there. I bet your daughters could take care of that. Oh, there's no question. Well, actually, I remember I like your other idea better where I'm standing up playing and have a fan underneath blowing the beard. Blowing the beard out. Uh, See, I think. We need some fog, too. Oh, yeah, some fog coming up. Yeah. Yeah. All like right, a lion I digress. on the screen. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we could keep going. Yeah. I what was I going? I don't even know what I was going to say now. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. All okay. Right. No, no, no. Worship. We're talking about worship. Yes, sir. All right. So the two things. Okay. So last week we had a night of praise, and it was wonderful. And I, I don't. We don't ever usually put those online. I don't think. No, sir. Okay. Um, but we we it was an incredible moment. My wife also is a singer. Um, and she's, and she, Brandy is her name and she's the pretty blonde girl. Uh, there's other blonde girls I'm not thinking of. They're all pretty, but whatever. <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay. And so anyway, we, I was sitting there, I was playing cello and she was singing the song. I speak Jesus, yeah. 
which is an awesome song. And we get to the end of the song, and then she she was back from the mic like this, and then she just stepped back in, and she I mean I, I she just I think it's the chorus. I don't I don't remember maybe the chorus. I don't know what she did, but she went back into it, and something happened in that moment. I mean, like dude, I was over there crying. It washed over me. Mm. And I was over like, I was like, my shirt, I'm trying to dry my eyes. I mean, it was, it was sweet. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago before that, I remember one Sunday morning, I think. You remember how, like, I just, it, it, we, we came off the stage, man. You could just feel the presence of mm-hmm. God. It was so, mm-hmm. we're like, man, we want to keep going. This is where people just start edifying and speaking in tongues yeah, and yeah, being, yeah. I mean, I, I know yeah. now we just lost some people. I, I'm not trying to get into that, but I'm just sure. saying like healings and crazy cool stuff happens. Yes. yes. And, and. I've never, now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you haven't, but it's, and I have had powerful experiences totally just by myself, not in church, sure. but it's different corporately. That's what I think too. You know, and so I think that, you know, the whole number one, the number one question, you know, the whole thing is, do you have a church? If, you know, if you're not in church and you're just doing online stuff, then we just strongly encourage you, you need to surround yourself with people um, that love God. You know, um, we need it now, I believe, more than ever. I I, I concur with that. Um, first, I want to say this. Uh, we Neither one of us, Trent nor myself, think that church is, you have to go to church to be saved. No. Or to know Jesus or anything like that. Um, that is not the case. But I am telling you, I need all the help I can get. Oh, I do too. And uh, <laughs> church is, I love church. Um, I've. I have friends, Trent, dear friends that love the Lord, um, that got offended or hurt or things weren't going like they wanted. Leadership didn't do things the way that it should be done. And or the way that they thought it should be that's done. That's right. That's right. Or possibly they were right. Yeah, no, it, it, trust me, a lot of people get hurt in the first church. First off, let me say this. There is no perfect church. The moment... Me and you walked into the place. It was imperfect because we're human and breathing right. oxygen. The That's the problem perfect. with the church. It's filled with people. That's right. So you can just take that off the table. It's no longer an excuse. There is no perfect church, period. It's just not going to happen until we get on the other side, which is in heaven. That's where it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but I have dear friends that love the Lord that, because of whatever reason, they abandoned the church. And I got to be honest with you, um, they still love the Lord, and they still are believers, uh, I'm not questioning that at all, but I see the fruit of their life, and I think that they have lost something very valuable along their journey with Christ when they gave up church. Well, they also gave up. <clears throat> when The further removed we are, because it's easy, you know, we, it's, it can be a gradual process. And then the thing is, is that every day we're stuck in this icky world, you know, that we talked on the last podcast about being under the influence of sin. I mean, it's sure. everywhere, right? That's so right. when we go back and we're in, you know, re-engaged, there's been some mornings where I just, I, in fact, last Sunday, yeah. I, so the night, the day before I was digging post holes and pouring concrete yep. and man, I got up and I was just tired. I just, yeah. I remember you told me, yeah. And I get to church. I mean, I drink a Red Bull, and that ain't me. I mean, I so Did it give you wings. Yeah, no, I just try. I just trying to. I just trying to pull my head out a little straight, you know. Um, but here's the deal: is that what was crazy is that once after worship, after we got out there, and mm. and and Jeff gave a great word. I mean, it's just the the body was electrified. You could feel it. Yes. And I was so glad yeah. that I was there. So it's like a boost. Oh, it's absolutely a boost. A I'm, boost of 
a boost of Jesus, man. You know well, what I'm saying? And, and here's the thing is that it's when you're when you're in, in, in sitting right out there in the middle of it, you, you see other people. There's two other things that happen when you come in and out of the church. You interact with people. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, one of my favorite, two favorite times at the church. I, I love talking to people before church. Probably as church starts, and I want to talk. And so, <laughs> but but I, we're usually some of the last people to even leave. Because we have so many wonderful friends and people we want to say hi to. And, and hey, you know, have you, like, for example, there's uh, some people in the church that recently have gone through some health issues. And then, and so I can check on them. Hey, yeah. are you doing okay? Right. How can I pray for you? There's another friend there in a the church dealing with kids and kid issues and so forth. And so we may not have communicated or texted or, or, or called throughout the week, but we, we took that, you know, a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. hugged each other. I said, hey, let me pray for you. That's right. I will be praying for you. Golly, it's so good. I just, I can't, I, I, I can't imagine. Now, I will say this. I, I, I'm gonna, I do. I, we don't want to guilt anybody either. There was a season that Brandy and I didn't go to church. Sure. I'd have to ask her, but I want to say for at least two years. Yeah. And we have five kids. If you don't know. Um, and we had. So we call them the bigs and the littles. We had two. You know, uh, then we'd have about a five, five and a half year gap. Then we had three in like 36 months or something. It's like, I don't know. It was, it was bam, bam, bam. And it may have been a little more three and a half years or something. My, my, Brandy will correct me. Maybe I should put some, you know, text on the screen. I think it was about three and a half years. And we were drowning, man. Yeah. Um, and so what would happen is we would go to church. And when we would go to church, um, we would put all the kids in nursery and all this kind of stuff. We're, we're actually at a different church at the time, and it's a great church. Nothing against them. God led us to TCAB. It's a different story. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but then everybody gets sick, and it's like, you know what? It was it would it'd take us a month to get over it, and then yeah. finally we get over it, and we go back, and same thing. It's like, yeah. it's one of those things, and fa- when, when our kids get sick, I feel like just taking a spoon. So everybody lick the spoon, man. Let's get it over with all at once. Sure. Yeah. But for two years, that, it was just it was that, and then it got easier. Yeah. So a uh, season— is okay. Well, and there was a reason behind that season. I mean, it, it was just almost, it, it was just almost impossible for, we tried. But you can't live there forever. No, sir, you cannot. And I will honestly say that in that season, um, I think I, I was dealing with government stuff and everything else. I was angry. I got, now mm-hmm. things were good, but I remember just feeling like I had more anger mm-hmm. And I wanted community really bad. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and we didn't have it. And really, it was a season we needed it. Had we been plugged in in some different ways, it might have gone differently. I think uh, we were in that season at this church where we are now. Yeah. Um, it'd been different. Yeah. But I'm not being critical. I'm just saying sure. that's just uh, just the friendships and things that we have. So, um, well, so a couple of things, uh, a couple of questions. There's about four questions I want to run through here. So if you're looking for a new church, you need to find a healthy church. Um, you've church heard, shopping. Church shopping. Maybe we guys have some flash and bling. On I actually screen. hate that word, but that's, I've heard it a lot. It's a kind of a catchphrase. Well, it is a catchphrase, but it's, it's kind of true. I mean, um, I, I know certain people that, golly, they'll just go from church to church, mm. and they are church shopping. But do you know what you're shopping for? You think, well, does it feel good? I want to go ahead and tell you something about feelings. Mm. Um, they'll lie to you. They will emotions and, and you know think about this that we live in that whole feeling world you know i feel like i'm a woman therefore i am well that's a lie mm-hmm. 
That's right. You know, and I'll tell you, let me give you an example. I know that I'm being kind of harsh and ugly on that particular piece. And I'm not trying to be, but it's the truth. I'm so tired of that argument or that, that, that conversation. But my wife, if you know my wife, she's like the sweetest person I've ever known. I call her Cinderella. She, I mean, the she birds really is. Come and land on her shoulder and sing and stuff. Oh, um, dude, I'm yeah. so that so. Time almost ran over that frog in your driveway. I thought she was going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, one time I accidentally, I, I really did. I accidentally knocked down a nest and it killed some birds. She did cry, you know. And so I really wasn't trying to kill them. It just kind of, I didn't know there's anything in there. Anyway, so she's really sweet. And there's been times where I'll feel really angry. See that word feel really angry towards her. And so what we've learned to say, because like, this may have been something she said. And so we've learned to say, hey, here's what I heard you say. Is that what you, it's like, oh no, I didn't mean that at all. That's, yeah. that's what happens. So the accuser of the brethren comes in, he tries to lie. Well, that's a feeling. So I've had, my feelings lie to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, and so if uh, I heard uh, one person say one time that, you know, if my feelings lied to me, if I had a friend who lied to me as often as my feelings, we wouldn't mm-hmm. be friends. Mm-hmm. I heard it said the other day, God gave us feelings and emotions, so they're not all negative, but we don't have to live there because the feelings are not absolute. Truth is absolute. That's, that's exactly right. Well, and another way to put it is that our feelings or our emotions are wonderful slaves, but they're horrible masters. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Okay, and the world is just absolutely led like the by, tail by the wagging the dog. Yes, and if you are led by emotions, okay, on any decision of your life, yeah. that's not really the direction I wanted this whole thing. But the things, sure. we, we, but we do we apply that same logic when we're looking for a church. That's right. And so you need some hard facts, some some questions. Say, that, mm-hmm. okay, what is the, the church, how, what are we looking for? Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. These are the non-negotiables we're going to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Rock and roll. All right. So number one, um, is, is it a Bible-believing church? Yeah. Okay. Let me go ahead and, and I'm going to break it down to you. If you have not watched a po- podcast, is the entire Bible true? You need to go back and listen to it. I can't remember. is is a few weeks back. And we talk about this. Marty Rowley now, we had him on and we went over this and we talked about it because here's the thing is this is the inerrant and infallible word of God. It's the inspired word of God in 2 Timothy 3.16. It talks about this is God breathed. It is all inspired by God. Okay, so we live in a time where I even hear all these mega church pastors say, I wish I could just rip out the Old Testament. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Couldn't agree more. Okay. Or they, they want to pick and choose the scriptures. Um, you know, you have certain segments of the population that don't agree with parts of the scripture because it, it, their identity is not who God created them to be. Their identity is something in the world, but they still want to call themselves a Christian, so they just want to get rid of the, the, these parts. <clears throat> That's not how the Bible works. This God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. This is the inerrant word of God. And so if you're at a church that does not believe that this is from cover to cover is true. You need to leave. You need to go find someplace else. Amen. And you know what's crazy is how few churches believe that. I mean, there's, there, I've said it on this podcast before, and, I, and I've, I've preached. It's a number that's been stuck in my head since I saw the stat on it. But thirty only 37% of pastors have a biblical worldview. That just blows my mind. You know what's crazy? That's that, and I've said this in the, on this podcast before, so it's worth repeating, but 50% in, in, a, in the evangelical, only 50% of pastors have, you know, a, a biblical world. Yeah, so here's the, here's, they have been drugged along by culture. Yeah. And it is that now the world, so now they're not just in it, they're of the world. Yeah. And that is, and so when, now they're trying to make their, their faith match however they're beginning to believe. 
um, and, and, and being led by culture. Mm. So, you know, if it's not a Bible-believing church, hit the door. That's right. It's a non-negotiable. I said that word again, but it's the truth. It's number one. It number is, one rule. It's the number one. And if you are not sure if you believe that the entire Bible is true, you need to go listen to my podcast uh, or the episode a few few back about is the entire Bible true because there's a lot of good nuggets in there. And you need that. that's a, something that you need to really work out and understand because if you can't believe all of it, then you can't believe any of it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, question number two, and that is how the government of the church is set up. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to step into a little bit of controversial waters here. Okay. Um, but this also is a non-negotiable. You're good at that, though. Oh, well, so you should be great at this. I'm good. At, I'm good at confrontation. Evidently, <laughs> <laughs> it seems to know where I am most of the time. Okay, so have, have, let me ask you this. Okay, you've been under a number of different churches. Yes, sir. Okay, um, and growing up, and have have you noticed differences in the governing bodies in churches that you've attended throughout your life? Well, oddly enough. Um, so I've been in full-time ministry uh, for it's either 24 or 25 years. I'll do the math when we're done. I can't do this. You're old, I bro. I can't do it live. I know. That's what I meant to say. That's all I really had to say. <laughs> in, in those amount of years, I've only worked at three churches. Um, and that's probably not normal um, for most people. They probably skip around a lot more than that. And one of them. I'm not even sure that it counted because we planted that church. (laughs) (laughs) And so I haven't had a lot of different experiences personally since I've been a believer and in full-time ministry uh, vocationally. Um, But the ones that I have chose to uh, work at and where I felt like the Lord led us, it was one thing that I made sure um, was what's, your government look like? What's the government? Is it a New Testament based government? Um, well, okay. So you touched on a real important uh, part, real important point there. Okay. And that is um, a New Testament government. Okay. And so in Acts, we talk, we see the early church forming. Okay. Right. And we see the government um, being established inside the church. But do you realize that the, so the early church, I mean, Jesus told them to go, Right. But if you really look at Acts, I mean, they were having, they were, until, you know, one of the most prolific, well, he was the most prolific author in the New Testament was Paul, okay? And if it wasn't been for Barnabas, okay, and his mentorship skills and everything else, I mean, who knows what would have happened, Mm. but a lot of them just sat. They didn't go. Okay. Paul, he went. Think about all the churches that he planted, Okay, and as they were creating and planting all these churches, they needed to have a governmental structure in place. Yes. Okay, three of those books that you can really look at and see are First and Second Timothy and Titus. Okay. Okay, so these are really important structures in regards to how you organize a church. So let me go ahead and tell you what some of these things are. You need an elder body. Yeah. Okay, any church, and I'm going to explain what that means. But an elder body um, is the, so deacons, they are servants in the church, but the elder body are, they, they oversee governance of the church. They protect the church. They protect the pastors, the staff. Um, if, if you've ever been through an environment where you see church splits and all that stuff, mm-hmm. almost 100% of those churches, man, a high percentage, you'll say, a high percentage of those churches don't have a healthy government. Right. But also many of those don't have healthy leadership, which we're going to talk about in a minute too. Sure. So the... 
the elders, okay, it talks about, you know, first, second Timothy and Titus, it, it begins to lay things out. Well, what does a deacon look like? Well, what does an elder look like? What are their, and so you can evaluate so many people by their fruit and they explain this. So Paul, Paul explains this. Okay. And so when you look at my family, okay, and this is over a period of time, you've known me now for a good long while. Sure. And just so if you don't know, I am an elder in the church. Yeah. Um, but we, I have a healthy marriage. That's right. I have a really healthy marriage. Have healthy children. That's right. That doesn't mean you're not, you know, that you're not going to have a kid that's screwing up and going up. That's just, that's kids. But I'm talking about the environment of the home is built on top of the kingdom, you know, mindedness of the scripture. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the things that you're looking at. Also, it is not something that is voted on by the body of the church. That's right. One of the first churches I was in. Don't you think that's one of the biggest ones? It's probably the biggest, yeah. actually. Yeah. So anybody, so I, I was actually, how I became knowledgeable about governing inside of a church is I became leadership. Well, let me, let me so the Nazarene denomination, we were, Brandy and I, we lived in Hereford for six years. I commuted back and forth. The Lord told us to bloom when we I can were smell planted. the money now. Man, I tell you what, my allergies. If you don't know about Hereford, <laughs> it's like the cow capital of the world. I mean, the world. I mean, we're talking on the Psycho. way in. Yeah, seriously, poo smell. But anyway, circulate button on the car. Oh, buddy, yeah. Make sure you're flowing on the inside. So we lived there, and the Lord told us we were uh, at a great, healthy church here. That we, the Lord said, I want you to bloom where you planted. So we did. So we plugged into this, to the Nazarene Church. And honestly, for the Nazarene Church, I mean, it is technically, it is Protestant, but it is not really known for being super evangelical. But this was actually a pretty evangelical church. Sure. Every, I can't remember if it was every year, every three years, I, I can't remember exactly how they would do it. You would, is a popularity contest is what it was, okay? So they had certain spots on the board and, um, and basically your name gets nominated and then, Everybody vote. And if you're 14 years old, okay, or older, you could vote. And my first thought was, what 14-year-old has I have a 14-year-old daughter, and she doesn't need to be on any board. Well, well, she, the 14-year-old couldn't be on the board, but they got to vote about who would be on the board. Okay? So she— Same thing. Yeah, so they're making, they're making governmental decisions, yeah. okay, without having any clue or understanding of the consequences of those decisions. Yeah. So I ended up on that board, and through that process, I realized how unhealthy that board was. Yeah. And there was some unhealthiness in the pastor, and so I called things, brought things into the light. They did not like that. And I did everything God told me to do, and then the Lord, after I did it, he said, okay, you've yeah. done what I've asked you to do. You You're can released. go. But what I did after that, the very first thing I did before I, we, we went and found another church, um, and uh, it's, I was, okay, I want to understand the government of the church. Yeah. And that's why I realize how important it is. So number one, is the Bible true? Number two, is the you know, government of the church healthy? So in short, do they have an elder body? Is that elder body, it's not voted on by the body of the church. These are, they're nominated by other elders and, the, and or staff, okay? And then they're prayed over and they go through a vetting process. Yeah. And then basically it needs to be unanimous, yeah. you know, bringing these people on board. There needs yeah. to be unity on that, on that elder yeah. board. And we're talking about these people need to be godly people who hear the Father's voice. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to actually kick this one to you first. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. The next one is, 
how is the leadership and does the church have healthy leadership? Well, I don't want to, since I am a part of the leadership at my church, I'm not tooting our own horn by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, because in the last two years, Trent, I've, I've just come across not, I'm not talking a couple people. I'm talking many people, many, many people who have, for some reason, they're looking for a different church, maybe, or a church. Um, and so it's kind of what inspired this topic with me is the things that most people look for outside of the two things that you just named, which were Bible believing and the leadership. I'm sorry, the governance. Um, I, I think that one of the most important things is they should look at the leadership. Absolutely. And um, instead... We go in and we say, well, is he a good communicator? Is the worship good? Is the, are the chairs this way? Or is it too loud? Or is it too dark? Or do they have the right lighting? Or is the coffee? And all this stuff, but none of that stuff really is the meat. Um, and I would like to propose that if anybody listening to this is looking for a church, look at staff. Is the staff healthy? Is the staff happy? Is the staff in unity with one another? Is there longevity in the staff? Because any place that's changing staff, like underwear, like every two or three years, there's a different pastor for this and different pastor for that. And by the way, maybe you should interview some of the people that have left and say, what, why did you leave? I yeah. mean, it's actually a good question. I probably wouldn't do it, but you, you get where I'm going with this. Healthy churches have healthy staffs. They have staffs that are in unity and they are probably, because of those things, they have staff that's been there a long time. And so if all of the staff changes every two or three years and the people that used to be working there are now selling insurance because they hate ministry and hate God, you might <laughs> not want to go there. Well, you know, and so let, let's talk on that point. A lot of times we just look at the senior pastor. Um, is he preaching the way I want to preach? Sure. Let, me, let me tell you something, okay? The scripture talks about you know, being the vine and the branch and being pruned. Okay. And we as Christians, okay, it's, I need to be pruned. If you are not growing, if you're not willing to be taught, if you're not willing to have people speak truth into your life in love. Okay. Well then we need to back up a little bit. Cause that's something that's really important. So when I go, I mean, there's times sometimes that I'll hear, you know, somebody preach pastor Jeff or Tommy or Kate or you, whoever it may be, and you'll say something, oh, kind of, oh, what was that? It's like, yeah. oh, maybe there's something there yeah. that I need to work on. Yeah. Okay, so we're not just looking for tickling of the ears. Tickling of the ears and motivational speeches. That is not what we're looking for. You're looking for somebody who's going to truly preach the Word mm -hmm. of God. You know, last week. It, it, and the I mean, Word of God's offensive. Well, it, it says it is, in fact. But here's the thing. It, says, <laughs> it, it, it can be because it, 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 is, it offends our soul, not mm -hmm. our spirit. It offends our soul. That's right. There's a difference. Our yep. soul is the flesh. flesh. That's right. Okay, so okay. that's exactly right. So that, that's the thing is that like last week, I mean, Pastor Jeff, and this is a testament to leadership. In Ephesians 4.11, it talks about the fivefold ministry. And he is probably one of the first true pastors. That's now, right. we, we, we call everybody that's in senior leadership or whatever a pastor. Let me tell you something. Most of them are not pastors. That's not the that's gift correct. they have. Most of them, they may be evangelists or apostles, right. prophets. Prophets right. do a lot of damage when they're not under good mm -hmm. government of the body. Don't get me wrong. I 
have you know some profit in me but that's the thing about submitting and being under good leadership mm. and having accountability but last week i mean jeff he gave i mean is a wonderful message and you ought to go back and listen to it is about you know st- well when you're hearing this it'll actually be a different time but it'd be um you know god you know he's the same god yesterday today and forever and he's basically talking about there's a difference between belief and trust and he, he spoke <laughs> To some people, there, there, you could tell it's like, oh, that kind of hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's not there trying to rob everybody and build up, and make sure that there's just plenty of money coming in. Sure, he's preaching truth. Yeah, and and that's what you need. You want somebody who's going to preach the truth and do it in love. I mean, he absolutely does it in love, and he'd be the first person to jump on a hand grenade for you. Yeah, but he's also going to speak truth. He's going to talk about this is what the word says. Yeah. And if you're not doing these things, if you're not moving forward in the word, you're moving backwards. That's right. And so leadership is, is really important. Um, sometimes finding out how past leadership, I think in one church in particular, there was a, so some denominations, they'll have, you know, superintendents and regional and something. It's a hierarchy, okay? And so the superintendent might, uh, might oversee this region of the country sure. or state or whatever else. Well, in one scenario that I was involved with, um, you know, and this is one of the things when I was really learning about, okay, this is why government's important. There was a, a worship pastor uh, in this church who had an affair. Okay. Okay. Well, leadership upstream needs to say, whoa, man, that's a serious problem. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 that's termination. That's termination. Now that you want to counsel, you want to do whatever you can. Well, basically he just picked up that pastor and dropped him in another church in that same region. Mm-hmm. Don't need to tell you what happened. No, same thing. Again. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes when you're looking at um, people leaving, like, why did they leave? You sure. know, why all of a sudden, it, and they thought everything yeah. was going good, and they just disappeared. Yeah. Um, so the longevity of the staff and, and just, if you're really considering a church, if the staff, if the, if the senior pastor or the worship pastor, now understand sometimes, you know, pastors are busy and they can't see everybody, but if they're not willing to at least, Try to give you, hey, thank you for coming to our church to meet you. Or if you go and meet them, yeah. you'll you'll find a ton out about yeah. somebody by just walking up yeah. and shaking their hand. Say, yeah. how you doing, brother? Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, all right. I mean, and that, that says a lot. Yeah, it does. Not hiding in the green room, uh, sitting unapproachable. I, I just need a pastor that's approachable. Uh, I, of course, I work there, but it, let's say I didn't, and... I really feel like I need to be at a place where I can have an eye-to-eye contact at least once in a while and a handshake, and maybe they know my name. Obviously, I know theirs. Um, I'm not knocking anywhere that doesn't have that, but I think it's important uh, that a pastor, if they actually have a pastoral gift and not an apostolic gift uh, or they're only a prophet or they're only a teacher, um, a, a true, Jeff Ponder is a true pastor. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is fantastic with people because he truly loves people oh he does uh, he loves them a, well it's not about a program we're trying to get to abc or climbing this ladder of of whatever he just loves people uh, i'll never forget when i so i've been here 10 years now and um when i first uh started talking to jeff about the possibility of coming here um i i i, I tried to get him to tell me hey how many of your church running what's the next level i don't know this and that he just, it's like he have, was fantastic at evading those questions, but really he wasn't. It's just not on his radar 
because what was on his radar was people. Yeah. He loved people. And I needed that in my life. Uh, my family needed that. And it's been a godsend to have a pastor that's actually operating in that role lead the church. Well, you, you make a good point. There's, I'm putting you on the spot here. I know a story, and I don't know if you've ever shared it publicly, and so I'm going to kind of just put you on the spot. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, it has to do with just that, that good leadership. I remember there was a while you weren't sure. You're like, am I supposed to? I mean, you were there. Everything was going fine. It, by the way, when when Paxton came on, I don't know exactly how big it was, but when Jeff Ponder took over this little church, it was, a, it was at the time as a Baptist church. We're a non-denominational church, a spirit-filled yeah. church. But, um, you know, there were 18 people yes. in that church. Yeah. Okay. When you came on, About you came— 150. Yeah, you came from a huge mega church, yeah. okay, to—which this is pretty tiny. Yeah. You even had a little bit of hair. I saw some pictures. I did. <laughs> hey, you look better without it. Hey. Thanks, man. Yeah, so do I, right? Yeah, let's okay. see your... <laughs> yeah, but the glare. All right, but, um, okay, but anyway, so there was, but you, everything was good, you know, but you, you were slightly, because of historical things and things, you, but, you know, we're like, I don't know, I don't know. But there was an event where you were in that little house. It used to be a little house out in front of the church. Yes. There was the offices. It was the offices, yes. And Jeff just came in one day, and he sat down. Now, I can tell you the, the story. Yeah, okay, you know the story. Oh, I I'm know I'm talking it. about, yeah. Yeah, I know it exactly. Um, <laughs> well, let me say this. I didn't unpack my office boxes for one year. And I did not purposely do that. But it must have been subconsciously I was still feeling the water. <laughs> and so um, I had been there uh, probably a year, maybe not quite that long. And um, maybe I hadn't unpacked the boxes yet. But my family, it, maybe they were out of school or summer, I can't remember. But they came into the office and my kids were younger at the time. And Eden was probably four, less than that maybe. Yeah, we moved here when she was 18 months. So. Um, the kids are loud in the office, the church I was at, that wasn't cool. Like, and I'm not saying it was terrible or anything. I'm just, that's not how it, it was very, um, a little more corporate probably yeah, is it was, a good yeah. way to say it. Yeah. Um, and so my kids are in the floor and here comes Jeff and I thought, oh man, my kids are disturbing the office, you know, and he got down in the floor, called my kids by their name. Uh, that's a win right there. They actually <laughs> knew their name um, and played with them for like 10 minutes. He didn't think anything of it because it's who he is. It's what he does. I sit on the other side of my desk trying to hold back the tears mm. because I saw a person who just loved people and wasn't concerned about all the appearance and the corporate and stuff like that. He just was loving on people. And it did something inside of me. And I actually probably had the thought, this is the kind of leadership that I can get under. This is the kind of guy I want to follow right here because it reminded me of Jesus. You know, what's interesting is that great leadership also creates great leadership around him. <clears throat> and there, we have a phenomenal staff. You take Tommy, you take Kate, you take Huff out in the back, you take Katie Miller, yeah. you. I mean, just there, there's so many good people and and that's contagious. And that means you're building a future. So it's not all built around one person. Yes. Okay. It's built around this yes. and it's done correctly and it's healthy. And anyway, I just, I'm, thanks for sharing that. I threw you on the spot, but I, I no, it's you okay. I, it, and I appreciate you putting me on the spot with that because I am passionate about it. Um, it means a lot. 
when somebody calls you by name or knows your kids' names. And, and I just think we've gotten away from that, probably not on purpose, uh, but it's time to get back relationally to some things that matter. Dude, that's good. I, well, okay, and that's this fourth point that I'd like to, to make, and that, you know, is there mm. good community in life groups, mm. whatever you call it, but... Home groups. Oh, yeah. Um, Small groups. There's some more. School. There you go. Right, I mean, there's a bunch of them, right? So <laughs> this is really, really important. Um, so when we came into the church, now, I, I, I came into the church when, when we showed up, um, there was a seven-year process of us leaving the previous church uh, because something had happened at first, and I wanted to leave in anger, and the Lord said, no, you're not going to leave. And so then I was like, okay. So then the Lord healed that. Then we began teaching. We were very involved and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then so I thought I was going to be even in a bigger role in leadership. And Lord said, nope. I was like, oh, my goodness. And that's two years from that point. And what he was doing was preparing us for the right time to move to TCAB. Yeah. Okay. And I remember when I came in, I mean, I remember I just sat, I just sat back. I didn't want to take anybody's spot. I didn't, I just, I, it felt so good. The people were wonderful. They, it was just, it just felt like home. Um, and from the very first time, the Janelles, they would say, Hey, well, we have a life group. You want to come to our life? I mean, we, I, I think our first few Sundays, I mean, every life group that was out there invited us to come Wow. and we, we felt like we're going to just sit for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, all these people that I'm mentioning are wonderful people, but we just felt like we were supposed to sit. And, uh, then, you know, slowly, you know, like I remember uh, when Brandy, you found out the Brandy thing and then. I don't remember. I just said, I never, I don't even remember how y'all found out that I played. I think Brandon probably told y'all I played she cello. She ratted you out, bro, probably. Is that, you know, it's crazy. And that's another thing is that you take community. I think she says something like, by the way, I'm married to a Viking cellist. cellist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who, yeah, so who plays keys. And she can, probably didn't yeah, say that. Well, but. at first it wasn't even cello. At the first, the first time I was out there playing with you, um, which I didn't want to tell anybody's spot, but it was on guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, which you didn't really need another guitarist. You had plenty of great guitarists, yourself included. Uh, and I remember I came out cello. And here's what's cool. Talk about community and knowing you're in a healthy place. The cello, I had not done anything with it for like 25 years. Wow. I mean, like, it was just nothing. And I can say that I, I use cello. I, I play cello now almost exclusively, you know. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's a gift that you did a phenomenal job resurrecting in me and creating opportunity. And when I, I still screw up and sound stupid. Now, the July, last, so. yeah, well, this last weekend, I mean, I was, I, it's because I needed some glasses for real. But anyway, but we won't discuss that. Yeah, we won't, we won't talk about that right now. But you, I remember just thinking, because in previous places, you, you mess up, you, you're not studio quality, but right. there's the deal. Yeah. And golly, man. So, so many people, you, you're good at cultivating people around you. You've done a great Thank job you. with that. Thank you so much. Man. And that's community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's now I, I serve in a number of different capacities, but there are so many places to serve people are, you know, so, but life groups, let's talk about life groups. Yeah. We weren't in one for a long time. Um, and so I felt for years, like I should be teaching more, uh, last year. I mean, Brandy, She's like, well, well, finally, Brandy, because we stepped back from some other things that we're doing outside of TCAB. And she said, okay, yeah, I'm ready. And I was like, are you sure? So then she gave me a green light. Like we were teaching a, uh, <laughs> a live room class like, the next Wednesday. Yeah, so, yeah. and it's been awesome. Mm. 
I mean, it's like another, it's like family. It's just, it, we have had people that have got lost parents and yes. going through health issues and all these things. And, and we can come around them and love on them and, and just, and so life groups, I mean, it makes the big church small. Mm-hmm. And like so, your chosen family. It, it really is. And, and sometimes, you know, so it, it, if you are not in a life group, um, missing you, out. you really are, you know, I mean, in a way, those on worship team and everything else, we're kind of like a little mini sure. life group over That's there, right. or I guess it's not we many, know but what's going on in each other's lives. If so-and-so has a health issue, we're praying for him. If he just had a new baby, guess what? We're taking him meals all week long. Just little stuff like that. Yeah, and that's what family does for one another. You know, and and sometimes just breaking bread and laughing and having a good time. Having a good time. You know. Yes. Um, and so it's it, it's so important. Uh, you need. We all need community. Don't and you it, think church is bigger than Sunday? Oh, it's it's you know every what I mean? it, absolutely. It's every day. It's the people you're gonna do life with if you're doing it right. Mm. Um, what's what's kind of funny? So I, what we, uh, as I mentioned. I don't know if it's in this podcast or been in podcasts before, but you know, but we homeschool. Yeah, we're those people. We have the big, the big van. We own the van. Yeah, we own the van, and when we go on vacation, we pull a trailer. We look like the youth group. Okay, <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid growing up, I would have never thought we'd homeschool because everybody I knew that was in homeschool, man, I like, they're weird. I'm not. I mean, I'm not trying to be ugly. They just were. They, I mean, <laughs> they sat there and drilled on themselves and stuff. But anyway, um, you know, they just couldn't communicate. Well, the sure. difference is, is that with our life group, um, we are constantly with people. Mm-hmm. And our church gives us a lot of that community. I mean, yes. and so what yes. spawned from that is last year, and this is our second year doing it, is a co-op, a homeschool co-op that's mm-hmm. done at the church. Um, but through all these people, and was, when, when that began, not everybody was in it, was in, went to our church. But now pretty much everybody, you know, was in it. They go to our church. They're also, most of them are in our life group. It's just, so you talk about it becomes your 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 churches every day. Well, these are people that literally, I mean, we're doing life with them all. Think about you, man. How many times in a week, especially when, you know, we're on on a weekend. I mean, we're, we're, there's times where we'll all just sit down, hang out, pray for each other after a rehearsal. Yep. That's right. And so it's just, it's really good stuff. Money can't buy it. Oh gosh. It, it's, it's wonderful. And, and if you're not in a church <clears throat> or if you're looking for a church, we just, we strongly recommend and just in, or encourage you mm-hmm. to, to go. There is something significantly different. We all have wounds. We all have pasts, probably, that we may have been wounded inside of a church, and you've made these inner vows, which is a completely different conversation and topic, but they're not healthy. And you need to know that there are good, healthy churches. There are. And we're not just trying to encourage you to come to the church at Bushland. Wherever you go, wherever you go, just pray. I pray that that, that the Father leads you into a church that is wonderful and healthy and beautiful and is community for you. But we just, we want to just thank you, you know, for the opportunity to have this little bit to just share with you. Um, can I, can I say one more thing before you? Absolutely, out? man. You said something there, the father leading you. And don't you think it's a vital point that we really haven't brought up today, but God, if he wants you to be a part of a community of believers or a church, which he does, um, he would lead you ask the father where, because sometimes it may not be all about you or where you want to be. Maybe God wants you to be somewhere for a season because he wants to use you there. Yeah, it's so good. It's really good. Listening also, 
it's just a, another point I want to bring up, listening to the voice of God and obeying, obeying the Father. Where is he leading you to? Man, that's good, Pax. Well, he's right. And, you know, if, if you're looking and, and you just want to try the church at Bushland out, or if you've been coming to the church at Bushland and you're like, well, I don't know, do I want to go find someplace else? Well, I'll tell you what, we want you to be wherever God wants you to be. That's right. And we just want to encourage you in that journey. So we hope this has been, you know, educational for you. We hope it helps. We hope that it puts you uh, in touch with the church of your future. Thanks for joining us. See you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.